0: Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I am your host, Sarah Gorski, and I am joined today by our favorite, Chloe Skye. Hello, it's me. Chloe is here, and we're on YouTube. What? I know. Chloe, can you believe I put the podcast on YouTube?
1: I think it's great. I'm glad I figured out how to make video work.
0: And also, I'm glad we both recently had our hair done. I'm really glad for it.
1: Me too.
0: (laughs) Now I have to like do it more often. I feel like, and not let my roots grow out so bad. Yeah. It's great though. Yeah. I love your blue. Thanks. Hey listeners. We're on YouTube now. Um, I've made like some executive decision to try to just, you know, do more with a pod and be on more platforms. So if you are a YouTuber and you like listening on YouTube, you can find us there now. Um, yeah. And you can like check out me and Chloe's cool backdrops.
1: <laughs> yeah. So cool. It's the coolest.
0: And uh, if you're into like judging people for like what's on their walls and stuff, and oh, you yeah. Know, like, you can do yeah. that too. Like, we don't really care what you think, but we are we're there for it. So judge away. Yeah. Judge away. Yeah. And yeah. actually, probably comments will boost us. So comment whatever you want.
1: That's right. Yeah. We the know- meaner the better because then other people will fight back. <laughs> will they? Oh yeah. It? If someone's like but too I mean. mean on on anywhere, like other people are like, hey, that's mean, and it like doubles the number of comments you get. It's really great.
0: Oh my gosh, let's do it. Let's start yeah. a campaign.
1: Yeah. Be mean to me.com.
0: <laughs> Chloe, it's been a little while since you guested. It. It's been It has. Too what long. was it? The Barbie episode? It was the the Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. It was a while. Just too long.
1: That was, that was June? Though. July. That was July.
0: Good lord. What?
1: Yeah. It's been almost five months. Us? It's crazy.
0: We've been busy bitches. That's true. Busy bitches. And Barbie's still killed in the box office and continue it like continues to kill domestically, like domestically internationally. All of the above. That was a good so episode. So amazing. Yeah. Chloe, I'm putting you on the spot. Have you listened to any of the more recent episodes? Did you listen to any of the witch episodes we just did? Um I have
1: not listened to the most recent four episodes but they are all saved in my podcast player they're all just like lined up they're just ready for me to to Okay cool we will we'll have to download
0: about that later cuz I totally want to hear okay. what you think about it um and I totally want to hear what judgments you have you know for how for how you oh, do on course. my own yeah, no, no. I,
1: I'm a judgy judgy bitch so
0: Yeah I know that's our friends right Yeah <laughs> I actually feel like we're like, listeners who don't know us are probably Like it's actually not accurate We're like very yeah. non-judgmental <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: yeah, that's facts
0: Yeah, in fact there's way too much judging in the whole world And I'm like Ready for yeah. people to start letting go of that shit Yeah That's why we make like, a I don't joke. police people's comments on YouTube But like, I'm sick of it I'm sick of the, the meanness yeah. And I the just, criticism I don't know
1: what happened, what switch I made in my brain That I finally just stopped looking at comments Anywhere ever and I've been happier,
0: yeah, I try not to engage. I try not to read them, or sometimes I'll read them out of curiosity, but I'll like there's like a separate pocket of like things I don't have feelings about, and that and like the comments section like floats over into that, and it's like, wow, people are fucking crazy, and then yeah, I people just have the move weirdest
1: on. things to just get so mad about
0: so mad. it like makes no sense why how mad I like. I sometimes see those comments and I think to myself, and maybe this is mean and judgmental, but I sometimes think, like, these people need bigger problems in their life. Like, why are you putting so much energy into this little weird... I've never understood mm-hmm.
1: that. Mm-hmm. Y'all got, just got nothing going on.
0: Because I have so much other shit I have to put my energy into that I just can't focus on comments like that. It's like, comments yeah. are, like, the lowest rung of, like, social interaction. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because you don't even know... Like, that person could be actually unstable and like that person could be anywhere in the world could be anyone in the world like if i met somebody on the street who said some of those things i wouldn't take their opinion seriously so why would i do it on the internet
0: oh my gosh anyway well i'm so excited you're here because i want to do like a debrief on a few like pop culture things slash like you know feminist world, women's rights, things going on in the world that relate to all things broads and all things. Starting with, I want to start with my, obviously the, the thing you and I probably care about the most. The Marvels. The Marvels. Oh my God. We haven't even actually talked about it, you and me together it's like offline. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I fucking loved it. I took myself to the theater. I took myself on a date and I went to see it and I loved every second of it. And it's not just because of the Florkins and because I love cats and Florkins. <laughs> but the Although that the is better. a huge part of it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a and little Florkin. Oh my God. That whole scene when they were like swallowing the... Oh my God. So perfect. Let the cats eat you. But like, so the reason I wanted to talk about it, I, I want to like heap a bunch of praise on it. And DaCosta doing like this amazing direct, directing job. Like she is... I don't, she's the I first don't
1: envy any of the marvel directors
0: is she the first female director in the marvel verse she's not right there's, there's she
1: might be other. the first solo female director because the first captain marvel was co-directed by a woman and a man mm. i don't i don't know if there was another one directed by a woman hmm i should oh wait I, no 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 that's not true the eternals was Chloe Zhao. Well
0: that's right. And actually yeah. I really loved the I really love the Eternals. I liked that one too. By by like box office standards and rumors or whatever, the Eternals sucked. I actually enjoyed the movie.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. That I'm actually great.
0: enjoying the new wave of Marvel, but all the old school Marvel fans hate it. Mm-hmm. They hate it. Stop taking risks. Give me exactly what I wanted. Give us more toxic masculinity. Ah
1: I miss, I miss my Man. toxic
0: masculinity. That's what I feel like it actually comes down to. That's my theory it's like people like miss the toxic masculinity so much <laughs> they, can't, they can't take it. they're like where where's my superhero movie with t-? i'm like just watch just keep watching the boys also i love that show i'm not actually even shitting on the boys but like just watch shows that like really lean into that yeah. get your toxic masculinity there plenty Except of that stuff that out there there can be a great movie without toxic masculinity and like mm-hmm. dick measuring and like all of that and then we mm-hmm. have these like three badass babes I feel bad calling her <laughs> the little wood babe because I feel like she's a kid. The actress isn't a kid though,
1: right? She's right. like she's like twenty something, but like she is playing like a fifteen or sixteen year old. So
0: yeah, but she's still a babe. She's still a badass babe.
1: She's amazing. She was the <laughs> highlight of the film. Like, her and
0: her family.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh my I love God. her family so much. You watched the show, I- right? Or-
0: I actually oh my god I can't I meant to watch it before we did this episode and I didn't get to it because I've been really busy moving and things and I haven't I haven't been able to do it I haven't watched you would it have yet liked,
1: you would have liked the movie even more if you'd watched that show that's the only show that I think you actually need to watch to like appreciate the movie better yeah. um
0: well I don't feel like I didn't appreciate the movie like I felt like really quickly I understood the context of probably what. The show was setting up like I did I didn't feel like I was like missing out on everything they just would have been characters I knew already and like there probably would have been I feel like more inside jokes or whatever but yes. I did not feel like I couldn't understand the movie right because and the I whole
1: premise of the show is like her getting the the like the bangle the br- thing
0: the bangle yeah yeah
1: and like learning about her family history and like being sent back in time. And like they, they do like that thing that they do where there's like one line of dialogue that summarizes the entire show. And it's really funny, but it's (laughs) like, Oh yeah, that was, that was six episodes of content. You just summarized in one sentence. Like that's
0: That's pretty good. Actually. That's pretty impressive.
1: It is pretty impressive.
0: And yet I feel like this is really what I wanted to talk about is like the heart of the narrative of all of the news about the Mar like the marvels is that it's a flop and it's like grossly untrue (laughs) it's like it's this completely made up narrative and what i love is that oh my god here i i brought the stats actually chloe i actually brought some stats for us okay because you know, there's this narrative of like, oh, it's a big flop compared, you know, females can't lead, female-led franchise movies don't do well. That's like this narrative in Hollywood and in the like news and in the review sites and on the blah, 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 blah. Oh, Some of the
1: reviews I saw were just like gloating over like, Haha, it seems like this movie's not gonna do well. That's what Marvel gets for having women in charge. I was like, what are you even talking about? Like, can I find a review written by a woman, please? This is absurd. Well, I
0: found this, I was like, of course, scrolling the FOSS book. And uh, there was this awesome article that my friend David Rice posted. um, And it was about how literally, numerically, Marvel did better than both Killers of the Flower Moon and Napoleon and, oh, well, and both of very, those movies, very true. Both of those movies are being lauded as successes in the industry and in the box office or wherever. And the Marvels is being called a flop. And like the whole article is- was, a, was about how like literally if you're measuring by the standards that you're, you're calling, like the, the criteria that you're using to measure the quote failure of the Marvels, if you apply it to Napoleon and to Killers of the Flower Moon – both of those movies are much worse flaps, quote, flaps,
1: yeah.
0: than i Because I'm
1: sure those movies also, like, it's probably not exactly the same budget, but I feel like it's close. They're so. close.
0: I have the numbers right here. So the Marvels cost $220 million to make. And Killers of the Flower Woman and Napoleon were both $200 million movies. Wow.
1: And,
0: yeah. Wow. And opening weekend, Killers of the Flower Moon made 23 million. And opening of Napoleon, which was also on Thanksgiving, so it includes the Thanksgiving, like holiday numbers, that made 32 million. It? And the Marvels made 46 million opening weekend in the US only. So, like, numerically, like, all, all of that narrative is Double like the flower <laughs> <man>. completely. <laughs> Completely false. Yes, it well, it didn't quite double. Actually, no, it did. It doubled Flower Moon. Yeah. And global to date, six weeks was at six weeks for Killers of the Flower Moon was 151 million. And Marvel's has global to date at three weeks, half the time, 187 million. Okay. All right. Yeah. And Napoleon has only been running one week and it's at 79 million um so who knows where i guess it will go napoleon's doing
1: better than i thought it was doing (laughs) so i was like nobody's gonna see that movie
0: want to see it like only because i'm like curious about what they did with the story and i'm curious about um joaquin i've always liked joaquin phoenix like i kind of want to see it he's an interesting actor like I'm gonna less, wait I, till
1: they release the director's cut on Apple Plus because all the reviews I've heard so far have been like, this, "This movie feels like it's missing a lot of things. Things just kind of happen and then it's over." I was like, yeah. "Okay, I'll I'll wait till they release the hour longer director's cut,
0: please." It's just like the the the, the, the like false narrative or like the di- like it's just so fucking crazy to me. Like that's a press thing, right? Like that that is. Oh, it's like... gotta be.
1: I think I think it's just because people are like people really want the like Marvel thing to be over and they want it to be failing. And so this is the lowest grossing Marvel film in, I mean, since like year one MCU, like it's still, it's still a big movie and it's doing well compared to many other big budget movies, but compared to general Marvel trends, it's like, it's one of the lower grossing ones,
0: but I also I feel like what I read, and I can't quote it because I didn't pull up the article in advance here, but like I feel like what I've read is that in general box office takes are down, oh, yeah. down yeah, across yeah, yeah, yeah. the board. Like not yes. just Marvel, but like movie theaters post pandemic have not quite yeah like gotten back to like some of their old original numbers.
1: It's just like every once in a while we get like a Barbie that like surprises everyone and so they're just expecting everything to be the same but like it's never going to be the same like you can't it's not an apples to apples comparison like the world is different the way we watch content is different so it's I mean the fact that it's made almost 200 million dollars like I feel like that says that that did well (laughs) that seems good
0: that one article that I had kind of first like sparked this whole idea of like wanting to talk about on the, the podcast too was also talking about how like The companies that are like putting these films out, like, don't even care about box office take because their income comes in from so many ways. And, like, for Marvels, like, Disney is gonna probably put like like a friggin' ride together at one of their parks and they're gonna sell all this merchandise Mm too. And their global take is gonna be fucking huge. And they don't care so much about like what their literal theatrical box offices because as a company they're so huge that they have like income coming in from anywhere and the same is true of um Napoleon and uh, cuz the far moon I think were are Apple I think is what it was saying Yeah, those are both Apple. Yeah. And because Apple's a tech company before it's a studio so like it the whole like face of who and like the studio is producing and like what it's all changing right now. Like so the box office narrative is like just not caught up like it does, and it doesn't account for the stream- streaming at all. It only counts for in like the mm-hmm. like literal th- the like tickets bought in the theaters, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like, I f- and I just feel like Disney kind of shot themselves in the foot by like making so much Disney Plus only original Marvel content because people got used to watching Marvel stuff at home, and so <laughs> now when a movie comes out in the theater, they're like, well, it's going to be on Disney Plus in like a couple months. I'll but I think wait. they
0: still make money off of it because they have. Exactly, and people exactly. stay subscribed yep. because of that content so yeah.
1: but it's the people who like you know the box office pundits who are like you know decrying the fall of cinema and the failure of women to be to in women. movies
0: the fall of cinema due to yeah. women being in leadership
1: <laughs> yeah obviously <laughs> entirely women's fault uh Always. this would never have happened if all of the marvels were men we all know that these are like-
0: but like, like even comparatively to the men-led parts of Marvel, it's like, it's like kicked ants. And I, for the record, I like Ant Man, and I, I enjoyed it very much. But like, it, I think the Marvels has kicked Ant Man's ass, like, and yeah. Quant, Quantum Mania, all of that, like,
1: that movie was like the steepest second week week drop off for any movie. <laughs> ever. I, I
0: fucking loved it. I laughed my ass off. I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, I had a uh, good time. Yeah, I don't know. People are. It was fine. It was fine.
1: Yeah, probably one of my least favorite Marvel movies, but still a good time, you know. Oh,
0: I have other least favorite ones.
1: There's, there's, it's a long list now. There's like 34 of these things.
0: There's so many of them, but I like can't even hardly get through like Civil War and all that. It's like, I don't know. It's the Dick measuring. It's too much for me. It's like yeah, oh, I gotta get it. It's like yeah, not an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Iron Man and Captain America are mad at each other. The whole movie. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. Your your friend killed my mommy. Oh my god. I can't handle it. Anyway, I was so upset about all of the (laughs) bad reviews about the Marvels, all the quote bad quote bad reviews, which most of which are by people who like haven't even seen it or whatever. Um that I actually literally went on both like IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes, and I wrote my own review. (laughs) <laughs> like i don't, don't usually put forth that much effort for anything but i was so angry i was like what are these idiots writing these fucking reviews and how can i how can i how can i one person counteract them i'm gonna write my own review <laughs> yeah
1: no i thought the movie was a great time i had a great time
0: it was and great it's one of the it's like
1: it's like a hundred minutes It's like you get in, you get out. Like a lot of those movies are like two hours, two hours, 20, two and a half hours. And this one's like, no, we have a story to tell. We're going to tell it quickly. You're going to have a fun time and you're going to go home happy.
0: And it was such a great, like, I really appreciate, like, I feel like the the diversity of the film is the most well done and natural, like, Here's three characters with three wildly different backgrounds and, like, socioeconomic upbringings, right? And, like, I just I, – have we even had, like, a Muslim, Muslim hero uh, be center yet? Or was that – No,
1: Kamala Khan was the first one.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That is so huge. And her whole family being there and being a part of the story, like – It almost actually makes me cry. Like, I just, like, loved them I cried several times.
1: I cried several times in the movie.
0: And they just brought this, like, life and this heart to the movie. Because Captain Marvel, like, struggles with heart, right? Because she's, like, such an Air Force bitch. Like, Mm -hmm. and I personally, I love that about her. But, like, relatably, like, sometimes I think that's hard. I think that's part of why sometimes people don't like her as she seems to be. And also, I feel like maybe that's why people don't like Black Widow as much as, like, she's, like, this, like, trained extreme spy that like doesn't have as many emotions and doesn't you know like feel and then like you had like the khan family just like brought this life and this heart and and god that whole storyline too with them oh my gosh i'm gonna forget the character's name the other the other marvel i gotta look it up
1: oh right um
0: I'm so terrible with names. You know this about me, listeners. You know this about me. I have
1: a I have a Funko Pop of her, for my shoulder. I
0: anyway, know. I want to get it right. I want to get her character name right. For fuck's sake! Oh, Monica, Ra- Monica Rambo, and the whole thing with like mo- like Monica and all of the unspoken shit around her mother's death, and like Captain Marvel, like not, but all of that shit. Like that is such great storytelling, and it's such a like. It felt like such a real thing to me, like a real, in terms of like the, the heart struggle of it, right. Of like someone not being there when something really horrible was happening to someone they both like they both love, like missing that coming back to having your mom gone and then not having the emotional support from the other person that you is like considered your closest, like godmother slash aunt slash best friend. And like the, the hole that that left. like all of that, I'm getting chills talking about it right now. Like, I just feel like it is such a daily life occurrence, like a thing that happens where somebody misses something and then there's this hole and then there's this anger, and then there's this like true resentment. and and it's not anybody's fault necessarily. It's just like missed boats and miscommunications. And for me, it was just like such a relatable, incredible piece of storytelling and i just loved it and i just there's a subtlety and a and like a beauty and a naturalness to it that was so unforced and so the relationship between all three of the characters i just fucking loved it it just felt so great to me i don't know am i even being articulate or am i just yes, like no you like? make
1: perfect sense and everything <laughs> you're saying i fully agree with and that specific dynamic that you're talking about uh, is the part where i cried the hardest so yeah no it I mean, was can you even
0: imagine and that snap obviously was very traumatic for like everybody in the entire yeah, yeah. population. Yeah. Now, isn't it weird to think about the snap being almost? I was. It just popped into my head like that. That snap in the Avengers was like similar to COVID.
1: It's like the COVID of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, it's like a Except thing you that can't
0: unsnap it.
1: Right, it's a thing that happened, and then years have passed, and things are like trying to get back to normal, but yeah. like we're still always constantly dealing with the ramifications of the fact that it happened and is sort of technically still happening. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, it's definite. Like, and it came out like six months before COVID happened. Like it's crazy yeah. timing, the, the crazy coincidence.
0: It's crazy. I never literally never thought about it until this moment. I'm like, really, my brain is like really turning it over right now, man. But I just love like, I don't feel like the other Marvel movies, like I feel like they've ad- addressed the snap. Like they don't pretend like the snap didn't happen, but I I guess Ant-Man did does kind of talk about it a little bit more, but I don't that, feel like- the
1: third Spider-Man movie like made it a joke or the second one made it a joke where they like come back and then they're like, hey, your little brother uh, is now older than us and hot. And what the heck is up with that? And like- just like a high school drama of like some of us snapped away and we have to come back and we have to restart the school year. Like that sucks. We already did half of it, but it's been three years. So I guess we got to start over and like, yeah. like that kind of stuff. But other than but that, in, yeah. but
0: there was like a level of depth to it that in, in the Marvels, because of that storyline, mm-hmm. that like
1: because of the specific drama of Monica yeah. Rainbow's, like I snapped away and when I snapped back my mom had my, died in the interim. Yeah. Like that's and how crazy.
0: Up, Like you don't even get to say goodbye and you, you don't even get like, mm-hmm. Oh my I'm getting chills. Maybe the
1: whole thing. And just like, I was going to go walk in that room and see her. And now it's different people. Like that's crazy. That's crazy.
0: I just, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful in a way that I did not kind of anticipate. <laughs> I like, wasn't ready. What a great movie oh, listeners. If you have not, seen it yet you have got to go see it yeah like don't listen don't listen to whatever the reviews or whatever honestly all of my friends on facebook all have been posting about how much they love it because we know the rhetoric has been like heavily against it but people who've actually seen it have all loved it so
1: it's a great
0: time fire f- you'll higher, laugh
1: you'll cry higher, further
0: faster baby
1: higher further faster
0: can i confess something on this podcast to everyone here and you please <laughs> do yeah <laughs> When I went to get my haircut today, I got the Brie Larson, Mrs. Mar- the, the Marvel's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I like pulled up the picture of her in the Marvel's and I was like, wait, should I pull it up for the audience who's watching on YouTube? Because they can see it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I was like, do. Can, is my phone even going to work right now? Probably not. Yeah, I like go to my hairdresser and I'm like, this is what I want. I want to be Brie Larson in the Marvels. And um, it's a great haircut, actually. It is a good haircut. I love Brie Larson. I love her as Captain Marvel. I love Captain Marvel. Fuck the yeah. haters.
1: Big fan. Big fan.
0: Big fan. She's, like, way more powerful than, like, all the superheroes and that they all kind of, like, pretend that she's not. Yeah. And she pretends she's not.
1: Yeah. But she is by far the most powerful one.
0: Yeah. I feel like if I were the hero, probably I would act like that, too. If I would like... If that was me, I would totally be like, oh, I'm all right. I'm just cool. Like, I'll help however I can help. Even though Mm -hmm. I'm the most powerful one ever. (laughs) That was like an evil laugh that turned evil at the end.
1: No spoilers, but I do. I like, like, towards the end when Monica's like, well, did you think about trying this? And she's like, no. She's like, well, aren't you like the most powerful thing ever? Couldn't you just do that? And she's like. I guess. I guess. But I she's not that. the
0: most brainy, though. Like that, right, that checks exactly. out with her character. Yeah,
1: perfectly she... checks out.
0: Which Monica's is great. A,
1: Monica's a freaking space scientist, so like she's like, yeah, yeah. Why didn't you try that? She's like, oh, well, she's I She's a fucking know.
0: brilliant astronaut.
1: Yeah, I didn't know. I was. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> oh my it's, god! It's so great.
0: The, you know what? The only criticism I agree with in the movie is that I didn't love the villain. Yeah. I, I, agree, I with liked some of the actor criticism. though.
1: I thought she was great.
0: Yeah. There was something about, I don't know what it was. They just
1: didn't give her enough to do. Like, I, I think another, another pass on the script could have like really brought out some extra colors in there, but like, yeah, she's kind of one note, but I thought even for being one note, like she still brought some, like I can tell she's, an interesting and engaging performer, and I'm excited to see what else she does.
0: Oh yeah, she's talented for sure. I I don't know, it must have been the script, but even like, I liked the storyline with the villains. I like the fact that like the fact that Captain Marvel, actually, I really liked it. I, for, I should have made this a main talking point. Is that I really loved that, like, oh, you fixed a problem, but you caused a huge other problem because you didn't think about the repercussions of that, and then this problem leads to this problem leads to this problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I actually lo- I cascading love cascading problems. That whole line of thinking of like, yeah. because also I feel like the superhero movies never think about that of like oh we have this super this giant super i mean this is a major problem with the the it's a
1: real criticism of foreign policy like just like hey you it might be bad over there but like you're not going to be able to fix it cuz you don't know the intricacies and the nuance of what's going on over there so maybe don't just like unplug the system and think it's going to sort itself out <laughs>
0: right yeah it, it was it was a very like obviously it's fantasy but it's like a relatable theme that I was excited to actually see in that. So, so I'm sad that I didn't like love, love, love the execution, but I still loved the movie. So didn't ruin the movie for me. Still lots of fun. Anyway. Yeah.
1: And honestly, one of the most engaging, like conceits that a Marvel movies had in a while of like, what happens if uh, you use your powers and you accidentally switch places with somebody else who's using their powers at the same time. Oh my like, God.
0: Those sequences were so funny.
1: So fun. So Ugh. fun. And
0: then when they were finally figuring it out and were able to like use it when they were fighting like that was really cool. Oh, they like see where they're so like
1: cool. the scene where they're like training how to do it.
0: Yeah. Is so good.
1: I know. They're like throwing the ball to each other and like activating and switching places and catching the ball they just threw. It's so good.
0: It was so good. It was so good. I just yeah. loved it and i also loved the world building nia takasa did a great job of that and like obviously her designers and all the support staff like she's not alone but like mm-hmm. when they get to like the land where they the everybody has to speak in musical <laughs> and then the guy was bilingual so he could speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, w- I
1: wanted so much more of that
0: oh my gosh so like, much it was this, so great
1: just give me like just give me 20 minutes on this planet instead of five. Like, I'll, t- I'll accept, you know? I know. I mean, and I'm like, not
0: sad the movie wasn't longer, but right, they did right, a great right, job. They yeah. did a great job. Yep. And most movies can tend to be shorter. Like, part of the reason I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon and Napoleon is that they're both really long. Look, and I'm Killers like, Killers of the
1: Flower Moon is the longest movie of all time. I'm I mean, worried. You're just. You're just sad for four hours. You're just sad and getting sadder and getting angrier and getting sadder for uh, four hours.
0: Four? I thought it was three. It's
1: It's like three hours and 45 minutes.
0: Well, also just with like the craziness of life and moving and all that bullshit. I'm like, if I go sit down in in a dark movie theater for three hours, I'm going to fucking fall asleep. (laughs)
1: You will I'm like
0: seriously worried about that And I don't want to pay for a movie ticket and fall asleep And then the
1: movie knows that and every time you're about to fall asleep They'll like explode a house or something So
0: Yeah but I don't know It's not good for my sleep pattern
1: (laughs) I honestly like I'm glad that I saw it and I'm glad I gave it Like paying attention to it And giving it the respect that it deserves But like I'm not going to recommend People go see it (laughs) Like
0: (laughs) It's already, you know, Killers of the Far Moon is already winning, like, Best Picture awards and things like that.
1: I just want to uh, say that's
0: bullshit. Barbie should win everything. Barbie should win everything. everything. Scorsese
1: has enough. And, like, I get it. It's, like, an important story. But, like, it would be better if Scorsese wasn't the one telling it.
0: But it's also an important story that's also told with a white character at the center of it. And, like, I'm fucking... Do- like done with that shit like why do we have to have a white character center for uh, people to watch it? right why are know, not all of people? the main
1: characters white people and then there's like one important character who and isn't. you have
0: this uh, apparent i haven't seen it so i'm saying apparently but this apparently a brilliant like leading actress playing the wife Mm-hmm. Like why isn't she the the actual lead and not
1: She actually should be. And I feel like if she was the lead and like the narrator of the story, it would be twice the movie that it is. But like as it is, I'm like it's a pretty good movie telling a story that's better than it is and it's too long and it's it's a bummer. <laughs>
0: like,
1: it's a bummer. I'm just going to be bummed out. It is it's hours. an important
0: bummer. It's important to know those stories. Uh, it's really important to tell the stories of all the like the crimes against yes like, the indigenous tribe like that is an and important this, thing so i don't want to dismiss that the surface i don't want to dismiss that but it's also important to acknowledge like when we white center a story like that like that's part of the problem right mm-hmm. and scorsese just doesn't it's scorsese he he just does what he wants
1: right i mean he did like completely rework the script after like talking to a bunch of native Americans and like tribal leaders and stuff. Cause the story originally was just going to be centered on the FBI investigator and Leonardo DiCaprio was going to play the FBI investigator who solves all the crimes and like figures it out and like saves the day. And then like, he spoke to a bunch of people and they were like, so this is a movie where a white man shows up to a place where bad things have been happening and fixes everything. That is not the way to do this. And so he reworks the whole thing and added so 2 hours. So it's better than it
0: was. It's
1: better than it was. There's now 2 hours that happen before the investigator shows up. And yet Leonardo DiCaprio is still the lead. <laughs> he's just the guy doing the crimes instead of solving the crimes.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Was that it a is, spoiler?
1: Um no, you know like immediately
0: that he's like, the one doing the crimes?
1: Well, he's not the one planning the crimes, but you know he's the one doing them, because he's like going around like, hey, you have to go assassinate her sister, and then you have to go over there, and you have to kill her, and then you have oh, to Oh, I th-. thought
0: that he was the victim. Like, him and his wife were the victim. Wow! It's, Maybe I don't even need to see it now.
1: It's It's a bit of both. Like, his family is the victim, but he's the one doing it because there's someone else who has a bigger plan. Like, if... Because the Native Americans are all rich, because... America like shuffled them off to this one specific land. And when they got there, they found oil. And so they got really, really, really rich. And so in this one little town, the Native Americans are the rich people and the white people are like their drivers and their butlers. And some white people move out to the town and they're not happy about that. So they make a plan to like, okay, so if we get a bunch of white guys to marry into this family and then they have tragic deaths, you will inherit all of their money and the money will come back to the white people. And that's, like, the long-term plan set over decades.
0: Oh, my God. White people are so terrible. Right? So terrible.
1: Yeah. And it's even, like, a plot point in the movie that, like, oh, hey, did you hear? Like, just a few towns over was um, Tulsa. The Tulsa massacre just happened over there. And, like, it's just, like, telling this story about, like, white (sighs) people at this time in history sure didn't like not-white people being rich and powerful. Sure didn't. Sure
0: so. didn't. But Speaking anyway. Of oil, though, that's actually a really good segue to something else I want to talk about today. Let's talk about it. Have you heard of um, COP twenty eight? Do you know what that is?
1: No, I don't.
0: It's the <laughs> UN. It's the UN's um, coalition of parties. I think is what it stands for, and it's like the climate. It's basically the big yearly climate conference. <laughs> this is <laughs> sounding more familiar now. Yes, this the world. is sounding
1: familiar now.
0: Um. And that's happening right now. And guess where it's happening?
1: Uh, it's, in,
0: it's in fucking Dubai. It's like okay. Or actually, no. The, it's in the United Arab Emirates, which is Dubai, right? Isn't Dubai in yeah the Emirates? Um, which is like the most oil-producing place in the entire world. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And the guy that's in charge of leading it. His his name is uh, let me see Sultan Ahmed Al Jab Jaber. Jabber. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't know how to pronounce them everything very well. And he is the head of the UAE's biggest oil company. Oh <laughs> no. And he's the <laughs> oh. and um I have a question. Make, Actually, do you want to guess what, what our favorite broad, one of our favorite broads, Greta Thunberg, had to say about that? Um, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what is that hypocrisy? When they first announced it, like in June or July, she was like, she was like, quote, completely ridiculous. Yeah. But she also thinks that the whole cop, cop organization is just a lot of blah, blah, blah. Literal quote, I, blah, blah, blah. She's right. Because they all talk about stuff and they never do anything. Um, Yeah. And she didn't go. She didn't go to the, to cop. She was like, I'm not going. Yeah. Because I'm not going to solve
1: anything. I'm not going to do anything. Well, I guess
0: protesting isn't even really allowed in the UAE. So like, it's like, what can we even do there? And also to get there actually is like an enormous carbon footprint which is part of what she refuses to kind of participate mm-hmm. in. So she, you know, she refuses to fly. She doesn't fly places. She only, I think, ta- I think she tries to take trains most of all. Um, and so she decided not to go. So she's not even there. Good for her. Fuck. Yeah. But the UA, what the fuck?
1: It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's just, it's laughable. It's honestly like, if it wasn't so devastating, I would be laughing.
0: I heard first heard about this, I was like, of course, in the car listening to NPR. And they started talking about it. And I was like, <laughs> what? And then I was like, I wonder what Greta has to say about that. So I went home and I Googled, like, what did what does Greta have to say about COP28? And that's where I found her. quote. And it is so fucking laughable that, like, that is... Like, apparently he's a... a a nice guy and his heart's in the right place uh-huh. and everybody's kind of defending and blah blah blah, blah. Uh-huh. but the fact that it's in the u.s. sounds like a bunch f- of blah 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 sounds like a bunch of blah 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 we love you greta we support you greta what the fuck always. is going on always why and always, always? And always.
1: <sighs> they're just they're just laughing at us like i don't know if they think we don't know or if they just think it's hilarious
0: like the oil companies like all of the yeah and and
1: even the politicians who are like in their pockets who are like no we're gonna go tell them to pollute less uh and actually probably just get a bunch of checks written out to us from them well
0: there was some hubbub when um john Kerry, who is there representing the u.s um as well as kamala harris uh i apparently he announced that the u.s is going to try to completely shut down coal production at this point, they like he like set oh, a de- wow. He set a year for it, a deadline for it. So of course, you know What's all of the, the year Republican conservative. Oh, sure. Not a year. I uh, they set a, like they set a year like timeline for right. when do you, coal production would know be over. What
1: year? Is it like twenty fifty or something?
0: John Kerry, coal. It, it always plans. seems like it's just like
1: twenty five years away or something. I mean, and I guess I get it. You know, you need to do things slowly, but also we're all going to die.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to see if I can, if a quick search will find like the answer. He said the coal plants should not be permitted anywhere in the world. Apparently. Let's see. True. Did he give the deadline? Shit. I should have looked it up before it. Yeah, U.S. makes major coal announcement. Okay, let me just pull the article up. It's worth waiting for, listeners, <laughs> to find out. Yeah. Um, let's see. It would be joining, the U.S. announcement would be joining the Powering Past Coal Alliance, the PPCA, Um, Committing to a moratorium on new unabated coal plants and phasing out existing unabated coal power generation. By 2030. For developed countries and non-developed countries by 2040. So that 2030, that's less than 10 years, actually. Okay, that's actually better than I was expecting. But is it a lot of blah, blah, blah?
1: Right. Or the, the are we really is, gonna is do it, it? Is it actually gonna happen? That's but
0: I heard what's his face is gonna retire. So maybe uh in this in the fucking Senate Which
1: what's his face?
0: Schumer, right? Wasn't it Schumer who was who is the coal plant fuckwad holding <laughs> yes. out on the Democratic Party?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm speaking pretty openly about my political feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I always speak openly, I'm never lying about anything.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: So maybe with him out, maybe politics can actually move past coal. For fuck's sake, that would be nice. People people act like we're not going to find other jobs to replace those jobs with, and it's just not true. Like life moves on. We always find jobs to
1: replace the jobs. We always find jobs to replace the jobs.
0: It's just an insane, like, like it's like in Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. Like it finds a way. People find jobs. It will be okay.
1: And eventually, Uh, like we don't need everyone to necessarily have a job. Like the type of work and the amount of work that actually needs doing is not what we're pretending it is.
0: Yeah. And also like wind and solar has been like way more successful than people like gave it credit for or thought it mm-hmm. would be like people are really leaning into it. I've, I've been listening more and more to stories about like farmers who are like in letting them install these wind turbines was the best thing I ever did because the extra income is really f- helping my farm and like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing. And people fought so hard against it; it's just crazy.
1: The people fight hard against every good thing. It's so annoying. It's so. You annoying. go back and watch like the people complaining about seatbelts, and they're like, "What is this socialism? I gotta be safe." Like, <laughs>
0: socialism literally
1: like the literally
0: in, in my in my <laughs> yeah. in my deadly vehicle that i yeah. drive
1: and like all the car companies like lobbied against congress like how dare you make us put seatbelts do you know how much this is going to cost us an extra like seven dollars a car that's crazy. just like you so know what Scoopful. greta
0: blames the lobbyists and i actually i agree with her i think the lobbyists are a major major problem in politics and i think if we got rid of the lobbies i think that would be i think it would solve a lot of problems I think it would lead to the resolution of a whole bunch of bullshit, including gun rights, gun activists, blah, 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 all that shit. Blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. I use it too, Greta. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Okay, there's one more thing I want to talk about before um, it gets too late for us to be like comprehensible. (laughs) And that is, did you know that Justice Sandra Day O'Connor just died?
1: I did because you told me.
0: It felt inappropriate that we did a toast to our RGB and that we wouldn't do like a little toast to Sandra D. because she was the first female justice on the Supreme Court of the United States of the America, of the America, <laughs> the, uh, of the United <laughs> States, of America. States
1: of the one America that exists. And
0: she was like a trailblazer for women. Did you know though? Okay. So I didn't know very much about her. Right. So I'm like do it, reading the obits and did you- I, she was a Republican. She was like a conservative, except that her level of conservative now makes current conservatives, the current conservatives make her look like a liberal. (laughs) Yeah, because the court has shifted so vastly since she Mm -hmm. was on it, which is really interesting. It's it's really interesting as you like look at the spectrum and how it shifts around. And once she was considered so so conservative, and like if she was a justice today, she would. Probably be at least a moderate, if not like Mm -hmm. on the other side. What year was she appointed? Oh, she was. I didn't write it down, but I have it close by. Let me see. It's in the New York Times article that I have open in another tab. (sighs) She was appointed. Let's see. Reagan in 1981 appointed her. Yeah. 81. And she served for 24 years on the Supreme Court. And she only retired because her husband at the time um, had Alzheimer's and was like declining. And she wanted to take care of him. So she retired to take care of him. Um, Okay. Which is which is very lovely. Yeah. But she was an interesting broad. And like, it's interesting. I, as I'm reading the obit, especially the New York Times, I felt like did a a really good one. It was talking about how when in the time when she was on the court, she was like a very not pervasive that's the wrong word but she was the the court was kind of considered the O'Connor court and she was considered one of the most powerful women in America because oh, wow. her voice was very like not I don't want to say dominant because that makes it sound like she like owned the court but like she was kind of the most prominent justice i think in all a lot of the biggest decisions that were happening at the time that very much affected all of the decisions that have happened since including things like gay rights Um, an affirmative action, uh, all of that. She, and she even, let me see. I even pulled a few quotes here. Let's see. Yeah. The most powerful woman in America. Uh, And she said also when she was first appointed, quote, it made me very nervous. It's all right to be the first to do something, but I didn't want to be the last woman on the Supreme court. If I took the job and did a lousy job, it would take a long time to get another woman on the court. So she like really felt the pressure of that. And uh, the New York Times article was also talking about how when when lawyers would be trying their cases in front of her, she would be the in front of the whole court, she would immediately have a lot of questions for them. And she was ready at the go, and she would always just like drill them, and they knew that the first thing they ever had to do was to face her. and that when she retired, there was like a weird, eerie silence after they would do their opening speech, where she used to like ask a bunch of questions mm-hmm. immediately, and then all of a sudden, like the whole tone of the court just like shifted because of her absence. You know, and obviously, the court still functioned normally, but she just sure. was this like really powerful voice. Also, did you know that um, William Rehnquist, one of the other Supreme Court justices, they dated at some point, and like he, I think, was like trying to propose marriage to her and she like wasn't into it and they ended up both being justices on the this was before obviously their time on the supreme court this was like when they were in law school and shit <laughs> they end up on the supreme court together like would that not be fucking crazy to have like your ex-boyfriend on the court with you I sh- and they both married other people and happily right. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. i think happily I, 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 I,
1: I <laughs> you never know back then
0: <laughs> you never know it's true but uh man
1: that's crazy. Yeah. No, I certainly can't imagine that.
0: But it took another 11 years, so RBG was the second woman, and it was 11 years after... Oh, no, It was there was a decision. It wasn't 11 years after that. So, 93 was when um, RGB... So, what was that? What did I just say? 81 to 93? Uh, I guess that's yeah. 12 years. 81 to 93. Yeah. Yeah, twelve years it took for a second woman to be appointed to the Supreme Court. Now, part of that's probably like the slow turnover of the court. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, People like so stay slow. on it till they die, except except for Sandra, <laughs> who who retired at the time she wanted to, but um,
1: yeah, it was more than twelve for the third, right?
0: Yeah. Well, what is what is ninety three here? I'll use my calculator on my <laughs> fo- phone device. Nineteen ninety three minus. Nineteen eighty one. was when she was appointed. Yeah, yeah that's twelve. That's but 12. then,
1: but then, for the third woman to be on the Supreme Court, wasn't that just like the other day?
0: Wasn't that you Elena? Know? Right? Was the third? W- oh, one? was it? God, I don't even want to talk about the newest one. I know. Let's not, I know. skip that. Yeah, piece. let's let's
1: <laughs> we'll avoid that.
0: But um, let me see. I got some other great quotes about her that I pulled from her. Um, oh, also apparently our RBG had drawn on Sandra O'Connor's opinion in one of the cases for for one of her cases when she was trying in the court in her 96 decision, uh, United States versus Virginia, which was about unconstitutional all-male admissions policy of a state-supported military college. Is that the one our broad? Is that the one we covered?
1: Maybe. It's uh, unless there's many stories like that.
0: But she said that like some of the precedent that Sandra set down, like RGB ended up using later. Like she was very. Yeah. She was technically a conservative judge, but she also was very, I think more in touch. Like she wasn't so backward with like the removal of rights. And she actually did defend gay rights in her decisions, Um, which, you know, for most conservatives, you kind of wouldn't expect, at least at this point, it seems like nobody wants to defend gay rights on that side of the line. Like, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Maybe it used to be a little bit more normal to be moderate, or at least like, have opinions that didn't, or that contradicted your party slightly. Like, these days with the internet, and sort of like the way it all works, and the way everyone's just been, like, just pushed further and further apart, like, I don't it's hard for anyone to ever step outside the party line.
0: I know it's worse and worse. There was another anecdote too, that also made me really angry. (laughs) That um, apparently. Let's hear it. (laughs) Apparently when RGB got on the court too, a bunch of lawyers, like they look nothing alike, but because they were both women, male lawyers would constantly mix them up during arguments.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And at one point they had um at one point there were like shirts made for them at a reception that was like I'm Ruth not Sandra, I'm Sandra not Ruth. And it became this like joke that like people couldn't tell the two women apart, which is like I just like I can't kind of comprehend of like Like, that's not even a microaggression. That's, like, a major aggression against women. Like, to not even be able to tell the difference between two women, like, because they're women, it's, like, astounding to me. It is, like, even though I don't expect, like, I don't know. I guess it's not that astounding because on this podcast, we, like, hear stories like this all the time. But, like, the fucking audacity of male lawyers to, like, not even – know which justice they're speaking to like pull up her fucking picture learn who she is and address her appropriately like what the literal fuck and did they do that with the male justices probably fucking not and and like i just like my mind was blown
1: that's embarrassing
0: it's embarrassing for them
1: yes exactly yeah
0: but also like i just like i try to imagine like what it would be like to be rgb or to be sandra d like i'm just calling her sandra d for some reason i like it because of greece (laughs) um that's probably like even almost derogatory to refer to her like greece (laughs) look at me i'm sandra d i don't know greece was about
1: being conservative kind of
0: But man, I just can't like what would it would be like to be those women in those shoes being called the wrong fucking name, the wrong justice. Right?
1: You make it all the way to the Supreme Court and people don't even know your name. That's, uh, yeah, no, that's disrespectful. Is like the kindest way to say that.
0: Like a, a justice of the Supreme Court of the United States of America, one of whom is was at one point at least one of the quote most powerful women right. in America, yeah. mostly because women weren't like ascended to those positions yet. So
1: no, for apparently enough people to make t-shirts. It was, I don't know, that woman one.
0: So funny. Those t-shirts were so funny. I'm sure. Ha 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 at the party. Oh my God. Anyway, well, a toast to to Sandra Day O'Connor, our first female justice of the United States of America. We are, are sad to lose her. And you know who we should also toast? Actually, I didn't do any research on her. Um, But we ought to toast, um, oh my God, Carter, Rosalind Carter died and she was one of the sweetest first ladies America's ever had.
1: That was a very sweet couple of people.
0: Yeah. Like with no ego and no, like still building houses for like Habitat for Humanity, like up until literally, I think like their health declined so much that they couldn't in the most in like the last two or three years
1: just made it life mission to give back to everybody and everything just
0: yeah we should do a whole episode on her probably yeah she would be someone worth covering because i because so few people in that position really just were such a beacon of just kind of goodness and kindness yeah i'm curious if there's dirt maybe there's dirt on them too like I haven't. Done Maybe. Any yeah, research. let's uncover
1: it. Let's but like happens. sweet
0: Jimmy Carter and sweet Rosalind Carter like, man, what a loss. But they lived a long time too. It's hard to be super sad when people live and Sandra was, I think, what was it? She 93. Those are good long lives. So they, they did a lot of, a yeah. lot in their life. And they were women who accomplished a lot. So a toast to those women we just lost in the last couple of weeks here. Cheers. They are, um, I like put Rosalind Carter kind of up there with like Mr. Rogers and and like the kindness inspiration factor. Yeah. A huge loss. I hope we have more kind celebrities soon. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> I'd much rather watch a TV show about kind celebrities than the Kardashians personally. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the only one. No,
1: I don't think so. I, yeah. They just don't make it because they don't believe in it
0: Ugh, they like the studios
1: yeah like whoever decides to pitch things and then whoever decides to green light things I just you know that
0: we're going someday, someday we're going to green light our own show about positive right. influences in the world that's right and all of the good that they do
1: it and all their fucking
0: struggles and all the microaggressions against them and all the fucking yeah. joke t-shirts their male colleagues make for them yeah oh
1: is it called bras you should know <laughs>
0: It might be. She'd make a <laughs> whole like, TV show, not just a YouTube and podcast.
1: Eventually, why not make it a historical thing?
0: Ugh. Well, that hits the. That was my major talking points. I wanted to hit with you, Chloe. Anything else for any broad stuff we should c co- We should talk about before we sign off. Britney Spears is insane. <laughs> we love her. Um, yeah, but she's insane.
1: I mean, it was inevitable. You know, you spend.
0: That much time of your life
1: under that, literally nice juggling video by your father. I, can't I, I I don't know. I don't I know. know. I, it's it's tough. It's it's tough. I'm glad, I'm she's, glad free. she's free.
0: I'm so glad she's free.
1: Give her a couple <laughs> years to you know figure out what life is. You know, if you've been a slave for that long, like you're gonna go through a rough patch as you're trying to heal from that. Like it's you're going to. That's yeah. what happens. So,
0: yeah. And other things probably. And
1: yep, I'm sure there's other things.
0: I feel like there's other some mental things happening. Not yeah. that I'm a psychologist, but you know, right. I like to think I am a little bit. Yeah, I, don't I know. feel
1: like I feel like maybe if there's a doctor like force feeding you lithium every day for 20 years of your life, like do you
0: think it melts their brains? I feel like it melts. Uh, their brains. Yes, I think that's exactly what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, you know, they take her off of it. And they're like, oh, no, her brain seems broken. We should probably give her more of it. And it's like, no, that's probably what caused it. You're probably making it worse.
0: Stop. Oh, just just stop. stop it. Just stop. She, that's exactly.
1: So at least oh. there's that. At well, we're least glad she's free. That. Yep. We're
0: glad she's free. Listeners, if you haven't listened to that episode, that around the time that her conservatorship was um, up, in the courts that was, a cool was like, episode. yeah it
1: was like almost almost up we were yeah just crossing our and fingers she finally, she'd she get finally out.
0: got free and now we all can witness the glory that is middle-aged britney spears yep yeah she's our age isn't she i feel like she's our age i think she, uh
1: older maybe no well we're different ages she's probably like right in the I middle know. or she's I'm probably older age i don't know i don't know i don't even know how old you are i don't know how old she is
0: I'm 38, bitch. I'm almost 39. Okay, she's probably I don't even hide it. I don't care about people knowing my age. And I don't think people should care about it. How old? I'm Googling it. Is Britney Spears? Britney Spears. Oh, she's 42. So she's a little older than me. Okay, there you go. She was born in 1981, the same year Sandra Day O'Connor took the court. It was fate.
1: Fate. Fate that we talked about them both today.
0: Oh my gosh! Full circle. We made it full circle. We don't always get full circle, but we did somehow. On camera, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Chloe, for being here. I love having you here.
1: Happy to be here. It's good time. Everyone, go
0: see the Marvels. It's so good. Yeah, while it's still out. Yeah, and bring your friends and family, and you know, just have a good time. Have a great time. It's a great time. You won't regret it. True, no, you won't. And come back next week for another broad. You should know. To learn more about Broads You Should Know, head on over to BroadsYouShouldKnow.com. While you're there, you can click on over to the about page to read more about me and Chloe. Our bios, photos, links to our cool stuff, all right there. Are you following Broads You Should Know on social yet? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Broads You Should Know and Twitter at BYSK Podcast. To suggest abroad, fill out the form on our website or email us at BroadsYouShouldKnow at gmail.com. If you are a fan of this podcast, we ask you, please help spread the word about us. Share an episode with your friends and family, and better yet, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You still haven't done it. That's you. You haven't done it. I know you haven't. It really helps us, so please do it. It helps new listeners to find us. Broads You Should Know is produced by me, Sarah Gorski, and edited by Chloe Skye with original music by Darren Callahan. Finally, if you really enjoyed our Broadly Speaking episodes, then I highly recommend you check out some of our previous Broadly Speaking episodes. Probably in particular, you ought to check out some of our more pop culture-centric Broadly Speakings, especially about the Woman King and our recent Barbenheimer episode. See you next week for another Broad You Should Know.